I, I may have a Sunday afternoon beverage for the recording of this podcast. I'm for one, I'm drinking water. Jeremy just had two drinks of whiskey. And roll the intro! Let's go home. Hi guys, welcome back to our podcast, Wild Till Nine. Um, welcome to episode two. Uh, so we actually haven't even posted episode one, so you may have hated it, and we unfortunately don't have any of that feedback. So uh, buckle up. We're doing episode two kind of blindly, not knowing if you liked the first one. You know what's even better than doing a, a podcast in general? Mm. Um, is, you know, no one asks for podcasts. We do one. Mm-hmm. Then we do another one. Right. And and realistically, people, if they listen to the first one and then the second one, and like we don't really no. hit the nail. Yeah. yeah. There, there goes that chance. Right, right, right. So uh, this could be over two. We don't know. But um, I'm, uh, I'm hopeful. So, I mean, while we're talking about loving our podcast so much, uh, this is a great time to say uh, stop, drop, roll, and rate the podcast. Review. Leave us five stars. Um, at this time currently, as we're recording this, we've only dropped the trailer and, uh, thank you so much to everyone who's left us a positive review. Except for. Except for, I was gonna say. <laughs> There's somebody out there and you, kn- you know who you, you know are. You know who you are. A three star review. Three stars. How could you? The you audacity. You haven't, even, you haven't even heard the fucking podcast yet. Well, I mean, now that you just were so abrasive to their face, to them specifically, but yeah. honestly, three stars, come on. Yeah, here, here's the deal. Listen, and it's not that I don't agree that we might be a three-star <laughs> podcast. Right, 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 right. But you don't have any fucking idea what you're talking about yet. Yet, yet. But, but, uh, give us five stars. Um, it helps us out a lot, and I'm really excited. We also launched the Wild Till 9 with the number nine Instagram, so go, go give that a follow if you want to stay up to date with everything. That's Wild Till, till nine. 9. with the 9. Not in a, not spelled out phonetically. You know what? You know what I want to talk about? What, what do you want to talk about? Gray sweatpant wings. <laughs> Oh, we are just diving straight in this week. Okay, got it. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> what would you? I'm, I'm sweating already. Um, where's my beverage? What, what in particular would you like to hear about gray sweatpant ween? Remember that time that you were near insistent that I wore sweatpants over? Yes or no? Yes, yes, I do recall. You distinctly said, "Why not?" Um, hey, um. Why don't when you come over, you just like wear some sweatpants or something? I don't know why you, I sound like that in your head. And um, I came over, not a big. I didn't think anything of it, right? And right. you didn't say anything about what I'm going to ask that right. day, that week, that month, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what's fun fact about this is later, <laughs> later I heard from the horse's mouth itself that gray sweatpants represent a very, very distinct and specific and important piece of your life. <laughs> can we talk about anything other than this <laughs> dad if you're listening this is a great time to go um change the channel uh find literally anything else on the internet to go listen to because this this ain't Lauren, this ain't the piece of content tell the for people you. the story okay so and, and you know what i i have recently learned that this is something that many girls share and it's that if, is it just a girl thing i don't i don't know well i, I let me just tell my story. So essentially, a big part of discovering my sexuality. How big? You know, it was it was high school, so not that big. <laughs> a big 
big part of me discovering my sexuality was gray sweatpant ween. Um, and I don't know how in depth we're looking to go into this story, but I, I just, there was something about guys in sweatpants that I was really attracted to. And I don't think I really pieced together that it was such like a, a, um, defining moment of discovering my sexuality in, um, I would say grade eight and nine, not that like like I had crushes on boys for like I mean as early as like grade one and two I can remember, but I feel like I didn't think about the <laughs> the ween <laughs> until much later when I saw gray sweatpants ween, and it's got to be gray. It can't be black sweatpants. It can't be navy sweatpants. It it can't be maroon sweatpants. It's got to be gray. And I'm sure all the other straight females out there can relate and I feel as if we all just bonded and um shout out to all the boys in grade nine who wore gray sweatpants because I confirmed that I was straight but like <laughs> so you didn't have this conversation with anybody else in ninth grade no 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 no. I actually didn't realize that this was a big thing actually until tiktok and okay so like the 19 year old boys on tiktok who are dancers like violently swing their uh their hips around wearing sweatpants and it's like you know you know what it's it's intentional it's absolutely intentional and me turning 27 next week I am like see less not interested because yes uh maybe when I was 19 I would be like yes more of this but being eight years older it's uncomfortable for me and they do it intentionally there's just like no underwear going on and it's you might as well just be naked you might as well just be naked and the comments of these teenagers who are seeing and witnessing an experience potentially for the first time gray sweatpant ween it's it's eye-opening it's eye-opening for sure because I have been there too I too have been in um a gray ween a gray ween <laughs> a gray sweatpants ween experience so tumblr so Tumblr, <laughs> you know what? I feel as if there are many, many uh, fellow Tumblers, Tumblr users from our generation who who discovered their sexuality on Tumblr. Were you one of them? Did you have a Tumblr? No, I, I didn't have a Tumblr. You did have it. I, no. I actually that would surprise me if you did have a Tumblr. Yeah, my no. Tumblr was like my mid emo days Tumblr. And it was called likewolves.tumblr.com. There was three S's How on wolves. Edgy. It was so edgy. Oh my God. This is like when I was in my screamo mm. phase. Like mm-hmm. I loved emo. Right. And um, yeah, I think that Tumblr was like our generation's TikTok of there being just all sorts of different subcategories and communities of whatever you wanted and whatever you were looking for. Yeah. Except for Tumblr literally just had porn. Tumblr straight up just had porn. Right. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and what's funny is like that recently they took porn out of tumblr which is hilarious people were up in arms well, what the fuck else is there to do on tumblr anymore i mean i would say tum i would say tumblr porn was maybe only like five percent of my personal feed well yeah tumblr said that and then reddit was like we got porn <laughs> reddit was like hey and twitter was like hey uh us too well we're not done with sweatpant sweatpant ween we're not done with sweatpant ween oh, i was trying to no, exit no, no, off no, sweatpant no. ween okay what else do you want to know well so for me for mm-hmm. both the, the guys out there and and, and the girls have you had this conversation with other, like, do your friends agree that Grace sweatpant ween is a defining factor in their sexuality? You know what? I don't think we have had this. I've had it confirmed so much over TikTok and the internet that, like, I just feel as if we've all come together as a Grace sweatpant ween community. So do you judge through the, through the sweatpants? No, 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 no. Because you, you could be a girl and not a shower. And also, it's not, it's not about the size. It's about the motion of the ocean, baby. Yeah, but in ninth grade, did you feel the same way? 
I mean, no, because there wasn't a community for me to talk to um, about Grey Sweatpants right, right, in right. grade nine. You would have had to go to someone's like custom WordPress that, right. that they had created a blog for that right. probably had a login. Mm-hmm, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Wow. So people these days don't know how hard it was for you as a Grey Sweatpants ween lover. Right. To be able to. We were to... alone. We were alone in grade Well, you were nine. isolated. We were isolated. And we, then the we internet brought you together. <laughs> the internet brought us together. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and walk me through Grey Sweatpants ween now. What does that mean for you? I mean, the only ween that matters is the ween in this room. So, I mean, what well, else two. is there to say? It's oh, Moose well, and me. Yeah, Moose is in here too. Moose has a little tiny baby ween. It's so small and it's so cute. Do you think that, that dogs have the same, like, um, inferior like to complexes the size matter. as, like, human men? No, human I men. don't think human men. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I think dogs are so fluid and just, like, do what they want to do. That's true. But I, this brings us to an interesting topic. Does size matter? As as a as a male as a guy as a man with a ween, <laughs> I'd love for you to weigh in on this because I think I I've heard so many different sides of this from different guys, but I feel like they've always done. I, I feel like they've always just like delivered it with like different. No. There are two types of guys. Oh yes, yes. Dive into this for me, please. There are guys that say that they think size matters, mm-hmm. and there are liars. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm not even kidding. It, every guy I've ever known, okay, ever, okay, cares. They care. I'm, but is it because of the complex that society has built around? It's only the complex. Oh, it's, it's only around the complex. Only the, I mean, the older you get, the more you realize the thought of having a foot long dong would probably not be the most. I don't know. Uh, that literally sounds like my worst nightmare. What do you mean? Like I, I <laughs> as if I don't have. A- I, I mean. I, I can, can confirm that every guy ever, I don't care what the size is, uh-huh. is insecure in some aspect about the size of their wiener. <laughs> wiener. Wiener. <laughs> wiener. Um, okay. You're the one that started with the ween. I, so I, I don't use the word ween. ween, but you love the word ween. I say the word ween. You also yeah. like dick and penis. You don't like those. I don't, I don't want penis. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Ween is just, it's just, it's one syllable. It just, it just. Feels less abrasive. I digress. Point is, every dude ever (laughs) cares and has thought about and compared himself to the other. Oh, that's really sad. That's actually really sad. Like, I feel feel bad for guys who go, what? No, we don't feel bad Uh, for them? No, it's terrible and it's sad or whatever. But, like, you know, guys are are simple creatures. That's true. But, like, what I will say is the the parts that we're most complicated about Mm -hmm. is the things we speak the least about. That's so true. Yeah. Oh my god, to drag emotions out of a male is like freaking mining for diamonds. Oh my god. Yeah, but I distinctly remember back to penis talk because that's what we're talking about this podcast, <laughs> and that's what the title penis talk episode penis talk. episode two. <laughs> I distinctly remember in first grade, second grade, I don't know, like in class, right? And I'm what, five, six, seven, eight. I don't even know how old you are in first grade, and I remember getting a boner. In first grade? Yeah, in first grade. In first grade. Yeah, but that's not the point of the story. The point is, like, I was raised by a single mother. Right. And there was no man in the house or whatever. So I was literally like, I'm broken. What's I'm wrong broken. with me? Take why me to the why is it doing this thing? I, I, I have never to this day, we didn't have a sex talk. You never had the sex talk? You never no had the talk. birds and the bees No, talk? I quite literally remember reading a book one time okay. that I probably wasn't supposed to be reading. And it talked about, like, it. It, it, it wasn't in, a biology book. No, it was like kind of a biology book talking okay. about like the act of coitus. I hate that. And word that's coitus. what I learned what sex was. And I was like, so wait, so. And like the meme, you know, like the numbers and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was me. That was you. Mm-hmm. That, and what grade was that? What grade did you find the book? Second or third grade. Whoa. I felt like I was earlier than other people to figure out what like sex was. 
Oh my God. My mom sat me down and we had like a book that we went through every night for a little bit. We had, we had a full you had a book. Yeah. We had a book. Do tell. I don't remember. I don't remember that much about the book, but it was like, it was like a guide and like a oh, walk through. through. So it like a one, two, this is how you. I no, it wasn't like that. It was more just like puberty. It kind of touched on everything. It was like the full birds and the bees talk, but also like puberty involved as well. Wait, but it talked about sex. Yes. See, I, my mother, as far as I'm concerned, still right. thinks that I believe that when a man loves a woman. Right. And they love each other. Right. Forever. Right. Under marriage. Uh-huh. They, a, a baby um, appears. From, with the stork? Not even the stork, but just like they love each other and the love is what, the love is what mm. makes a baby kind of thing. Love is Which what makes I a think, baby. Donna, love you. I think it's total fucking bullshit. I mean, you have to give your kids the talk. You can't not give them. That's unsafe, I think, at this point. And I, I think, agree. I think that, like, like my mom really, like, I feel like Gail has no shame. And she's like, no. yep, yeah, it's time. It's time. Like, she, yeah, was, but she Gail, was the ideal parent for that. Gail is a fantastic um, communicator. For sure. About things that are uncomfortable. Yeah, she really is. Because she'll go out of her way to make it as comfortable as possible. Yeah. And I think some parents are so... Embarrassed. I, no, they're, they're like they're so ideal mm-hmm. and like, oh, I, I don't need to talk to my kid about this because they would never, they would never. Well, like no one grows up and goes, I bet that kid's gonna be creepy or a murderer <laughs> or a, you know what I mean? Like it's just like right, unless there's like signs of like lighting things on fire at a young age or like hurting animals right. and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. Like we couldn't have less of a real child, but like, of course we do. But the, <laughs> like the thing is, like I think there's a certain age where you're just like, yo, Freddie, sit down. Yeah, sit down. We got to talk about. Let's this. talk about your penis. Oh my God. Imagine Donna had done that. What would you have done? Probably the same thing I did. But the point is, I just think that like there needs to be like, we need to destigmatize yeah. the conversations around things that are like awkward and uncomfortable. Oh, like, I totally agree. Talk about it. Talk about gray sweatpant ween. Justice for gray sweatpant ween. No. Uh-uh. No. No. Circling back to gray sweatpant ween. Um, justice for. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Okay. So in, in summary. Mm-hmm. You found your sexuality through gray sweatpant ween. And Tumblr. I apparently found mine in first grade English class. Right. No, I, I distinctly remember like, and like, but like when you're in first grade, mm-hmm. or when you're in first grade, when you're below the age of 20, like the wind could blow and you could get a boner. <laughs> That's so stressful. Like, do you, like, I, I mean, I know the art of the tuck. I've been walked through the art of the tuck. Why don't you walk me through the art of the tuck? So depending on ween length, you can tuck behind the leg. Or you can go up into the sweatpants band, which I feel like is more common. No? Well, yeah, but... No? Well, yeah. No? I mean, if you're going up, you're... Anyway. Wait, no, I'm confused. As as a girl, like, give us the females. We don't know. Why? Why can't you... I mean, if you're going up... Yeah. And you have a, a, a sizable penis, it's, it's just going to come out. Well, wouldn't your shirt cover it? Right, but then you're still going to have, like... Can you imagine if I just had a little, like... Like a little ween head? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. What is this episode? <laughs> So it's behind the leg is the move. I'm to the right behind the leg. Always to the right. Okay. I just don't understand how it's not like doing when you take a wait, step. Wait, stop, stop, Oh my stop. God, what, what, what? I'm, I'm stressed. <laughs> Do you remember the time that I, I thought, <laughs> yes. you know what I'm going to say? I know what you're going to say. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So uh, to preface this story, I don't know how <laughs> this came up, but we were talking about pencil dicks. Right. Which right. is like a long and skinny. And also I just want to make a very blanket statement saying that like, I think we absolutely need to destigmatize the, the idea the idea behind like bigger is better, size matters, grower versus shower, like all this stuff. It doesn't matter. Like it literally does not matter. 
but there are some funny names behind the different sizes. So I had a roommate in college and she introduced me to the idea of rocket dick. <laughs> and me being in a relationship is like my second boyfriend. Like I had, I had sex with one person and I was like, what is a rocket dick? Tell me more. And she actually had her bed up against my wall. We shared a wall <laughs> in our apartment and it was just like, at all hours oh of day God. with rocket dick. This podcast is going to have a warning <laughs> label. Anyway, anyway, so I, I just like didn't know. I didn't know what rocket dick was. I was 19 years old and I'd never met one. I had never seen one. You I never didn't, met one. I'd never met a rocket dick. Yeah. Right. So anyways, it, it's long and skinny, which again is fine. Is totally fine. It just like you have a special, you have a special size and it has fun names, which is, I feel like a bonus. And so anyway, I was telling Jeremy about like pencil dick and rocket dick. And he was like, oh my God, do I have a pencil dick? No, that's not how that went at all. That's not how that went? How did it go? No. How did this go? You were talking about the story about pencil dick, pencil dick, pencil dick, pencil yeah, dick, yeah, rocket yeah, yeah. dick. And I was like, what the fuck does it even look like? So I hopped oh, on Google. right. Google remember? images. And so I <laughs> typed in what I thought was pencil dick. Right. And I looked. And, you know, and Google will give you more results than you could ever want. More, more than you sh- should ever see. And I got to be honest, all the results that came up looked, you know, more or less. Totally normal. Like my penis. Right. And yeah. I was like, oh my fucking God, I have a fucking pencil dick. <laughs> oh my God, this is me. Which again is fine. Of course. Which is fine. But Jeremy just didn't know. But I sat down on the bed next to Lauren and I go, oh my God. So quiet. You were so quiet going through the images. Do I have a pencil dick? <laughs> Jeremy, you typed in penis dick. No, you typed in penis, penis. It literally, you, instead of typing ah. pencil dick, you typed penis, penis. And that's what came up was just, was just, dicks. just dicks. Which, I mean, is an accurate search result for typing in penis, penis. Wait, right, because, no, it's not Google's fault. Here. Right, it's not. No, no, no. That was a user error. Absolutely. And so anyway, Jeremy had a, a minor crisis, like just an identity crisis that he didn't know that he should be associating. And right. yeah. Well, when you live your life for so long, and also as someone who has like been in locker rooms playing sports or like. Even when I was in drum corps, everyone just gets naked and showers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have seen hundreds of dicks. I would say thousands. Maybe thousands, (laughs) right? I I have, um, for some reason, and other influencers and creators, whatever, that have big social media platforms have confirmed this. For some reason, there is this viral photo of the same guy, this white older dude with a micro penis that gets tweeted at us from bot accounts incessantly. Wait, so it's, it's not even the guy with the no penis. it's not the guy and i i feel bad for him because i'm like how did this i mean obviously he's at some point done many nude photo shoots because i've gotten this photo from every angle right. so this isn't like a random dude who just like somehow got his nudes leaked but there's this micro penis that gets tweeted at me and instagrammed at me multiple multiple times a day that's tough what's tough is the fact of the matter is like for the person with the micro penis or whatever mm-hmm. it's not the women that make him feel no it's never it's no. never the women it's never the women like I've, i feel like guys are so mean to each other about that but we're mean but also like the stigma and it's like it's not our age that created this it's before but what's crazy is go back a hundred few hundred yeah, years who started this whose fault is this i don't know is this the boomers fault we'll blame it on the boomers <laughs> we'll blame it on the boomers blame, we'll blame it on the boomers, boomers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's just insane i remember like i just like the, the the fear before like i had to go and do like naked showers or whatever of just like thinking about it and as a kid and like why would why would that pressure be on me as a child like they didn't get there right like there that was put there right yeah yeah no no that was placed onto you right so now that we talked about dicks um, do you want to end the podcast here? Yeah, or? what else? I mean, thanks for thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> no, actually, I have um I have an I have a topic that I would like to discuss and delve del- dive into. 
You want to um, delve or do you want to dive? I don't know. I couldn't, honestly, my brain there was like, is delve a word? And I was like, not fully confident, but I think it is, right? Delve? Delve? Yes, uh, a word. Yeah. You know what I was getting mixed up? Diverge and delve and dive. And all of it was spinning really quickly. Anyways, a topic I'd love to dive into is dumb bitch-itis. <laughs> and I don't know if I've coined this term. It's been something that's um, been very, very prevalent in um, my friend group lately because we just recently had a breakup and mm. there was a lot of dumb bitch-itis going on amongst this breakup and, and all sorts of things. Okay. And um, I feel as if dumb bitch-itis, which we will define in a moment, is something that we all suffer from from time to time. I think it's an integral part of growing up and maturing and knowing what you need in your life and relationships and your friendships and maybe your work environment. And we all have to go through a little dumb bitch-itis and it's nothing to be ashamed of because it happens to the best of us. I think there should be a, f a small portion of, un of shame, but yeah, sure. No, I have no, you know what? I do have a little, I carry a little shame about no, some no, of no. my dumb bitch itis moments. Yeah, no, no, like you, you know, as well as I do, like, like, oh, what happened to that girl? Oh, it's, it's just, it just didn't, um, it didn't work it out. Just didn't, it didn't work yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I think that shame also shaped me. A yeah. little bit. I mean, I think you needed to shape you a little right. bit. It's like the missing tooth that you had in episode one, you know, it's one, like, yeah. yeah, you just fly a plane through it. You needed that to shape your character. Um, so anyways, dumb bitch itis, which I, I, I it probably is a thing. I is feel it like dumb bitches? Dumb bitch itis. Dumb bitch itis. Okay. Dumb. I know. I had to. I had to really spell it out for my mom the other day when I was telling dumb her. Like, dumb bitch itis. No, no, no. Dumb bitch itis. Dumb bitch itis. It's like tonsillitis, but dumb bitch itis. Tonsillitis, but not dumb Feel, bitch itis. Okay, got it. It's just like when you're having, um, you know, uh, a moment of lapse in judgment, um, lapse in clarity. I feel like is a big, a big one that kind of like covers the overarching theme of having dumb bitch itis. Mm -hmm. Moose just did the cutest stretch in the entire world. I wish our wish our camera angle went down that low so you could see. Dumb bitch itis. It happens to the best of us. And I think in relationships is probably where it's most prevalent. Where, you know, you've had a moment or a few months <laughs> or a couple years of dumb bitch itis in a mm -hmm. relationship. And eventually you come out of it and you're like, damn, I had a bad case of the dumb bitch itis. So are you going to tell us when you had it? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've gone out in and out of dumb bitchitis, but again, like I feel like it's something you need to go through. So are you going to tell us when you had it? Yes, I'm going to tell you when I had it. And then I want to hear when you had it. You're the one that brought this up. I know, I know, I know. I think my main, my biggest dumb bitchitis uh, kind of s situation was um, thinking that I needed to forever find an opposite of me to date. I feel like the words like opposites attract are something that you hear in like every song mm -hmm. and every movie and pop culture. And that like really shaped me for some reason in the types of guys that I was going after. I was like, oh yeah, like why would I date me? I'm already me. And like, I don't want to date another me. Here we are, me dating you. And this was but you at 14. This is me at 14, right. yeah, being so deep. How much eyeliner was on? You know, actually, I wasn't the emo that wore a lot of eyeliner. I wasn't that emo. Got I was it. more of a scene kid, so that okay. was like the teased hair and stuff. But I wasn't. I wasn't so much like an eyeliner emo. Oh, you and teased hair is a is a look. Oh, it's a look. Honestly, I probably still have damaged hair from that uh, period of my life. Okay. I went through a massive phase forever for majority of my dating life up until honestly meeting Jeremy. Of thinking that I needed to date someone that was totally opposite of me. Um, so for, and Jeremy's going to absolutely hate the next 20 seconds of this, but I am a Leo. I am an ESFJ. I am a three-wing two. Um, what else? I feel like there's other ones that I'm forgetting. I'm sure there are. For those of you who understood all of that last 20 seconds, that gives you like a pretty intense picture of like who I am as a person. But I'm very type A, if anything, that like kind of sums it up. 
And so I always looked for guys that were like very type B, go with the flow. Cause I was always like, I need someone to balance me. And in turn, it kind of just infuriated me. Actually, you know what though? You infuriate me too. And we're more similar. So maybe I'm not doing your right. <laughs> you are an accommodator. Until you're not. I'm such an accommodator. And I'm always like relationships are built on compromise and communication. But like, that's true. I think that's absolutely true. And I still believe in that. But like, at what point are you bending until you're broken and you're staying in that relationship for way too long? Because that is exactly my uh, track record. But to a degree, I think that every single person needs to be an accommodator in some capacity. For sure. To realize they don't want to be a fucking accommodator anymore yeah for sure or you're just accommodating too much i think it's fine to be an accommodator to like a mild amount but it's just like when you don't have boundaries on it and you're like okay no i can change i can change i can change this i'll change this i'll do this to be like you totally but also i mean in college the the key to like every like traditional like stereotypical guy is just like let me railroad any and everything i want to do and we'll we'll apologize later was that your dumb bitchitis? No, no. Yes. Yes. Okay, got it. Yes. Um, okay, uh, can you define railroading everything you want to do? What does that mean? Uh, that was a that was a choice. Um, I feel as if <laughs> when I was in college, it was like this um, constant measuring contest with myself to just be like, I am going to have fun. And whatever makes me have fun, I'm gonna go do fun things. And okay. like, but like, it, it for it takes so much effort and so much just like scratch everything I just said. You know what happens in college? You think with your dick. Oh, at least I did. <laughs> no, I feel like a lot of guys can probably relate to that, especially yeah. like okay. So being Canadian, we don't really do the whole sorority and fraternity thing. And so like, I remember the first time that I saw a real frat house in LA. There's like a bunch of UCLA one or no, what's the ones in downtown? Is that USC? Okay, so anyway, we saw like I saw real frat houses with like Greek letters on the front, and they had like the columns and the pillars like straight out of a movie. And my jaw was on the floor. I was like, "You're telling me that this is a real thing that happens outside of movies?" I was like, "You've got to be." kidding me it is everything that happens in the movies but even weirder and uh, like my days in a fraternity i would do it all over again don't get me wrong but like that is not the real world like the hazing thing the the being an active and like all that shit or what whatever. does that mean being active well you're like pledging or you're, well actually it, pledging's gone now at least that's, my that's like dangerous right like my, my fraternity doesn't have pledge anymore that's a world where like i think it needs um some reform okay okay um to fit into the current world because it's just pure ignorance. Okay, got it. Like, yeah. there's too many people that are put in danger. And, it, yeah. it, you know, like, going back to, the, like, here's the issue with what I think with fraternities and sororities. There's not enough talk that's actually real. And so people hide the way that they actually act. And there's, mm. there's, it's not to say there's too many rules. There's not enough options to be the type of college kid that college kids are just going to be. Right. And so the regulation makes them do absolutely ridiculously unsafe things and people end up hurt right 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 i mean i feel like every year you hear stories of like crazy stuff from like pledging and totally but uh what's the week rush week i mean all of it honestly you know what i watched monsters university the other day and i was like oh my god is this what rushing is like oh my god no you lost me on that one okay point is (laughs) it's just like i think that every like for me the type of person that i am and this is not the journey everyone needs to take i needed the journey where like 
you wake up on Tuesday at seven in the morning because you have class at seven forty five and you did who knows what with who knows who the night before and that ended at four thirty and you go, Oh my god, I'm so tired. Like the hundredth time you do that, you go, you know what? Maybe I don't go out on Mondays. <laughs> Monday night. Oh my god. I, I literally feel feel ill just thinking about that. Right. Like and like to me the thought of that now is like, no, I'm not gonna do that. But the only reason I'm saying I'm not gonna do that is because like well, I did that. Right, you did. You got out of your system. But like, you, we all know the people who throughout high school were just like the goodest of of children, right? Like, mm-hmm. didn't drink, didn't mm-hmm. smoke. Yep. Sex wasn't yep. even a thought to yep. them. Yep, yep, yep. And it was just like who they were as a person. Yep, that's okay. They go away to college, and like the first week, they're just oh like, oh my god, they go wild. I would like to do everything. Everything, yeah. Show me everything I missed in my last four years. Right, right, right. right in one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what drinks and drugs do we have? Like, yeah. it's crazy because yeah. it just like, and I think it's just like the the like hammer in the like just the guidelines of like this is right this is wrong and if you want to do that wrong thing you are wrong right fuck that like it's it's okay to have this idea of like i want to do some fun things that's okay totally yeah totally i mean i think college and like especially like even if you don't go to college like that age range in general you learn so much like it is truly a transformative time of your life between like 18 and 22 and even like you go into another chapter after that but like that era Wait, is era a specific amount of time? No, that's a decade. That like timing of your life is so life changing. No matter yeah. what you're doing, like you change so much. I mean, like just short of being like, here's the issue. I think the people that make like real, real mistakes or whatever that like set them back or whatever right. is like a lack of just like there needed to be more communication and like people communicating what is actually okay to do and not or whatever. And it's okay to take those fucking risks. Like it's like it's okay to be fun. It's okay to do things you wouldn't do forever or whatever. Just like. Do, do it, it safely. Do it safely. Do and it also, safely. like, but like, that is the time to do it. Like, if you're gonna do it, like, do it then. <laughs> yeah, because like every year after you're out of college and you're like, you know, an adult, quote unquote, it gets less and less okay to do that shit. Oh, absolutely. And also, too, like, once you have other like dependents and stuff. Once you have kids, kids, and even a significant other. Like, if you were doing dumb shit every night, I'd be like, yeah, you can find your shit on the side of the road. Like, get out. Literally, when I see people like that, I'm like. You missed a part of your you life. You missed it. And that's yeah. the thing. It's, it's not to say that, like, you wanting to do this thing that, like, your wife wouldn't approve of, like, the idea of that isn't wrong. It's the wrong time. It's the wrong time. It's the wrong time. It's you committed time. to that. You got to move on. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. 
Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You know what? My mom, shout out to Gail. Honestly, she was such a good mom for, like, shaping me as a responsible teenager. So the drinking age in Canada is 19, and I kind of feel as if Canadians maybe start drinking in high school a little bit younger because we're closer to 19 than 21. When did you start drinking? 15. Okay. And what did you start drinking? Um, like wine coolers, Ooh. like like Vex. I don't mm-hmm. know. Is Vex still a thing? No, I don't. It would know. be like similar to like a Mike's Hard Lemonade or oh, something like that. Turn up. Like like a five yeah. percent. Like get wild. Like turn like you up. had a sugar buzz at the same time you had like yeah. Half the time I was like, do I feel ill because I drank more than like my body knows how to handle, or do I feel ill because I've just drank like six hundred grams of sugar? Right. Like I'm not sure. Right. But my mom was so responsible in the sense that like, especially when I got into the older grades. Oh, also fun fact: my cousin when him and I were in the same high school, he was in grade 12 when I was in grade 10. Mm-hmm. And I gave him my locker combination and 20 bucks and he was legal and would be able to get me alcohol. And he would, we had a, like a fun little drop-off system in my locker and it was really great. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, it was wow. fun. Hook up on the cousin is, that's real. I had to overpay oh, yeah. for liquor. I mean, I got, are you kidding me? I had to overpay as well, even as my own cousin. Well, to be fair, my first job was working at a beer company. So I didn't right. necessarily have to overpay, but, but on the legal side, definitely. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I had that like fun locker, locker drop-off system for great time, but then he graduated. So I was like, oh man, there goes my hookup. Got it. But my mom really came through, especially in grade 12. Like she would rather, and I think that I will carry this through in my parenting as well. Um, she would rather buy me, you know, like a four pack of sugary coolers at right. 5% alcohol than me go and drink someone's like shitty hard 40% vodka out of who knows what and where it's been and what it's been like cut with or if it's just watered. You know what I mean? It's like you don't even know what people are bringing from their parents' alcohol The amount of Dizani water bottles. Oh, the, have you ever, like this happened to me a few times in high school. I would have a water bottle like hidden underneath my my like bedstand or something and I would go and take a sip of it in the middle of the night being <gasps> thirsty and you're like. <coughs> <coughs> I remember the first big time that I got caught drinking or whatever and uh-huh. I was like, you know, I had to like lay it all out there for mom who like for whatever reason didn't know or hadn't accepted in the fact that her son could be drinking kind of thing. Sweet Donna. Donna, you know the problem with Donna Sweet is Donna. she sees the best in people. And she always saw the best in me and still does. Um, Maybe not anymore. May- <laughs> I, you know, no, I think she has just decided to turn a blind eye, which I think is best. So my mom, what I will give her credit for is like, she did not ask the question to make it uncomfortable. Right, right, She was right. never like, tell me right now all the things you could have possibly done that were wrong. And I enjoyed that to a degree. But then like things would come out later and she'd be like, I just can't believe you did that. You did that. How could you? I can't believe you did that. But like it came from the best of places, right? Mm -hmm. So like I remember the the time that like I got caught and like had to come clean. Jeremy's been drinking kind of thing. (laughs) And yeah, damn it, Jeremy. And she was like, well, do you have any alcohol in the house? And I was like, yeah, I got some in the house. And she's like, I want you to bring it down here right now. And I don't know what she expected. But when I brought down... (laughs) The Hennessy, the this, the Captain Morgan. This, I mean, like when I brought down the small bar right. and she was like, 
Oh my God, Jeremy. I am disgusted <laughs> in this behavior. How old were you here? I don't know, 17, 16, okay, yeah, whatever yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. But just like, let me just bring down the mini bar. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and like, definitely like, didn't bring it all down. But I had to bring enough to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm mom. I'm so sorry, mom. But what's funny is the very first sip of alcohol I ever had was like 15 years old. I remember my, like, my neighbor brought it over before he was going out. And mm-hmm. like, my neighbor was the coolest person in the world to me kind of thing. And I remember my neighbor brought it over and it was in a Dasani water bottle. And he was like, Louis, you want to drink of this? And I was like, yeah, sure, what is this? And I drank it. And it was alcohol. It was the first time that I ever had it. And I was like, oh my God, it's smooth. <laughs> Delicious. I found out later it was fucking Everclear, <laughs> which isn't even legal in oh California. Oh my God. Oh, my, oh God. my God. No, miserable. But I was like, well, at least everything's uphill from there. Yeah, no, no, no. I've never had a worse sip of anything. I mean, alcohol tolerance and like taste is is a learned thing. It's like coffee. It's like very similar to coffee. It's like it 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 takes it takes a hot minute to figure out to not even figure out to accept its flavor and yeah. then eventually develop a taste for it. I mean, I'll always remember the first beer I ever had was a warm Bud Light during beer pong. Oh my god! I mean, we all been there. That, that's We've high all school. Been there. That's high school. Yeah. And it's like you're like, why does anyone drink this shit? <laughs> Literally, especially and, when it's warm. Uh. And you look around, and you're like, I don't want to be like lame, but like this tastes bad. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No. No. I. I still. I couldn't get behind beer. I couldn't do it. I think I'm also. No. No. no actually, confirmed am yeast intolerant so beer literally makes me look six months pregnant so i just don't do beer got it but i suffered through it in high school for the sake of the looking cool at beer pong parties for sure absolutely i have a question oh my god i'm so nervous where's a time when you were embarrassed and trying to look cool oh my god in front of a boy oh, what do you mean And i know a story that i'd like to bring up if you can't <laughs> think of it <laughs> um Oh my god. Um Orange. Orange? It's orange. It's orange? The makeup. The makeup? The makeup. Oh my god. Oh I want you to tell the truth. I will tell the truth. Oh my god. This guy and I actually are still very friendly. So I had a massive crush. I <laughs> I had a massive crush on um this kid in high school in grade nine and ten. And, um, I remember I had just started wearing like makeup and like knowing how to actually do like foundation and concealer and powder and like mascara. Like that was kind of it. But mm-hmm. like, I like got mashed to my foundation shade. And so I was like wearing makeup in grade nine. Nine. Also now I feel like 15 year olds who are wearing makeup, they have like James Charles level skills and it's insane. Yeah. But James Charles like, like, like gave way to like teaching kids how, how to, to do, do makeup. makeup literally. So I didn't have that. Oh, I look at pictures of like the people that I went to high school with. And oh I'm my like, God. What is that? Everything is very questionable. So I mean, I was that kid. I was the questionable kid. And I mean, we all works. We, we didn't have James Charles back then. We didn't have James. Um, anyways. So I, what, what was I doing? I can't remember. I was sitting behind him in math class in grade 10 functions, maybe. And I don't remember the exact scenario of like how this happened, but at some point, a piece of paper, like a test paper or oh, something, no. like touched my face. I don't I don't think he wiped it on my face or anything. Like it wasn't, it didn't feel mean. Like I don't remember it being like a mean memory. Or maybe I was like tired and like had my head down or something on my desk. Anyways, at some point, makeup, orange makeup had transferred over to this piece of paper. And he saw it and made a comment about it. Being like an ignorant grade 10 boy, I'm sure he had no idea that that's something I'd be self-conscious about. Right. And, and I just remember being like very embarrassed like so embarrassed that like my face had wiped off onto a piece of paper and i was so sad i was so embarrassed that's so sad it was really sad i have a more embarrassing story though i would love of me or you me oh thank god most embarrassing thing i've ever done i do i know the story self-tanner please do go on maybe i don't know the story 
Oh, well, welcome to this. Okay. So it was, so, well, we both come from the Antarctic. Sure. I mean, so like in, in <laughs> Northern Illinois, there's about six months there where you don't get sunshine oh, unless yeah. you're freezing yeah. kind of thing. So right. like, I remember, I, I, who knows how fucking old I was. High school though, I remember I decided that I was like, fuck, I wish I was like, I'm like, I'm like painfully white. Painful. I do know this story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so my genius ass decided, no. I'll just grab some self-tanner. Right. And you got a different today's self tanner is much different. Very different. We have the Australian brands because the Australians, they are, they know how to self tan. Of course they do. So yeah. here's the deal. I was what, call it 16 or whatever and decided to Donald <gasps> Trump my face here oh and just go full self tanner. <gasps> the problem is no one, I didn't have James Charles. And so I did this section right here. No. And so at, at no. my jawline no. and below. You didn't go down. No. 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 How long did you leave it on for? All night. Oh, no. I put it on. Oh, your poor pillowcase. And so I woke up the next morning. Oh. And what's crazy is like, I woke up the next morning. I was like, oh, it looks pretty good. Okay, got it. Oh, shit. And it's sort of developing. Well, no, developing? It, I mean, eight hours later, it developed. <laughs> it been developed. Yeah, yeah. So I was, you know, an orange from here up. And like, here's this crazy thing is my mother says nothing to me. So it's not like I had like a pulse check in the morning, right? <laughs> and you gotta remember, it's just me and my mom, right? There's no, there's no other guy. And to, to be, be fair, like, what the fuck happened to right, you last night? The, you know where I wanted a mean stepdad then? It was right there. Yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. That's where you needed it. Hey, kiddo, uh, I don't know what the fuck you did here. But, but go fix it. But, but you're sick today. <laughs> That's oh, what I needed. Oh, that's what you needed, absolutely. Anyway, so, but I did know enough at the time to be like, oh, maybe I should put a little bit on the neck in the morning. <laughs> so anyway, I went to school. Wait, uh, but a pause. Did you put it on the rest of your body or just your face? Yeah, Lauren, so I didn't, This I said this was an embarrassing story. <laughs> just the just face. The, no, but not even, I mean, just, just the, the face. Just like the face face. So I had an orange here right. and like pasty white ass here, right? right? And right. went to school. And what's funny is everybody then noticed. <laughs> You know what? In Donna's defense, maybe the lighting in your house in the middle of winter was not the greatest and you looked okay. Maybe it was still dark. You know, it, get, it gets light later in the day. As I said, Donna has always <laughs> seen the best of me. <laughs> and so I'm sure that Donna still denies that I've ever had a drink of alcohol. I am a still virgin <laughs> and I am in whatever right. else you'd like right, me to be. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, about to get my degree in law and start practicing. Right. Yeah, the, yeah, lawyer Jeremy. Here yeah, he exactly, comes. Exactly. My bad mom. Point is, uh, we've all had those embarrassing stories. Wow. So did anyone make fun of you directly to your face? Yes. Oh my God. Please do tell. What did they say? Everything. Were they so mean? Yeah. Did you go home? What did you do? Did you no. be like, wh how did you react? Were you sad or were you I just I think there like was the moment of denial. Like, no, this is crazy. <laughs> I just say all this stuff. And then you're like, yeah, fuck, I did it. All right, I did it. Fuck it. Fuck me, huh? <laughs> but the difference is in like high school, like it's, it's um, the end of the world when you're being made fun of. As opposed to now where you're just okay, like. Okay, in high school though, and this is like always what I try and tell like younger fans in high school is that your world your world in high school, like everything that happens feels so big. It it's is the so biggest significant. deal that's ever happened. It's the biggest thing because like your world is so small that like when something mean like that happens, it's literally so insignificant to your life, but it feels like catastrophic. So those feelings are totally valid and they totally are valid. real because like your world, like that is your world, but like. It's, it's, it's tough. You got to go through. Everyone's got to do it. Everyone's got to do it. Everyone's got to do it. And to be fair, like you look back and laugh and like, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to literally like, this is so cliche to say, but like everything gets better after high school. And I liked high school, but like shit gets fucking better. Shit gets better. High school was, yeah. High school was like, okay for me. It was average. Oh, I loved high school. I love college more though. But like, I'm not someone who's like living in my high school days. Oh yeah. Like 
I think right now is the best part of my life. And I hope to God that that continues to be the exact same way. Cause like, I don't look back to college and be like, Oh, I want to be waking up on Tuesdays hungover oh. as shit. Literally like also my college days are in Toronto. So I think of just like trudging in two feet of snow to the streetcar to like get on public transit for 45 minutes to commute to college and then sit in class where I hated the program. Miserable. And then, oh my God, oh my God. My university has been like shouting me out as alumni and it cracks me up every time. They're very proud of me as alumni. That's so nice. But I literally talk shit about my program every single interview about how I got started. They're so proud of me and it's so sweet, but I literally talk shit about my program Every single like how I got started story ever is because I hated my program. And I just like, I'm like, have you ever read an interview about how I got started? I don't think you have. Or they're just turning a blind eye to it and they just want to slap my name on some flyers and stuff about being an alumnus. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This brings us to an interesting next subject. Let's, uh, let's, uh, dive right into the topic of, um, your... Almost stint in reality TV. Okay, so we talked about this on episode one, is that how you did uh, NBC's The Sing-Off, right. where Jeremy was literally an acapella singer in a group with dancing and everything. It's a whole thing. Please look it up on YouTube. It is highly entertaining. You will not regret it. In one episode, his pants come down. So look for that one. Um, anyways, you, outside, out of your last, fresh out of your last relationship, you uh, were contacted by all of like the recruiters and casting agents for all of the dating shows so we had like are you the one which is like fun fact one of my favorite shows on mtv and i haven't seen it it's it's incredible it is absolute they were pursuing hard i love that i i like i'm so glad you didn't because that probably meant that like your trajectory of life would probably be completely different had you done those shows and so like we would have probably never crossed paths but I love the idea of you on are you the one or even better you as the bachelor and it's not to say that I don't think that would have been fun. That would have been, yeah, but like, okay, like fun for you, like maybe. Fun for me, so fun. Oh my God. Except I'm, if you had gone to the fantasy, like if you had gone to the fantasy suite with someone, I, I would have had to break up with you. What do you mean? I, I, I would have had to break up with I you. I mean, I was abstinent until the day that I met you. Thank God. Anyway, Thank God. point is, um, I just, and you can attest, once you've been on TV, reality TV is ruined. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's the, once you take a tiny peek behind the curtain of like what making movies or TV is like, it's, it's, you will forever see things in a different perspective. It's binary. It's like, this is, oh my God, this is amazing. Or like, all you do is like, you hear that, like you'll, the hot seat, right. And like MTV's like favorite thing. All you do is you don't hear the answers. You just hear. So like, would you say that you're attracted to Russell? And then, like, can you actually repeat that question back in your answer? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so, like, so say start that, with... Yeah, um, yeah, start with, like, I think, I don't know, like, what I'm attracted to yes. in general, but, like, I think <laughs> I really think that Russell's hot. That's all you hear. That's all you hear. It's even ruined. when we, like, shot Escape the Night, like, we even do... Totally. Uh, what are they called again when you're in the hot seat? What's it called? Um, when you do the... Oh my God, there's a specific name for it, but it's, it's just so funny. And then when you watch, especially, especially like the bachelor bachelorette, they piece together the narrative based on the commentary that they've like 
cut and spliced together from those interviews to like create a totally different story. Which, um, by the way, if I was a producer, oh hell yeah, that's I'd be your doing the job. same thing. Absolutely, like, create something out of nothing. Yeah, you're yeah. taking a bunch of people from Kansas uh-huh. and like trying to make them like 30 minute stars, which is okay. But totally. like people aren't that interesting normally. If you ask them a question, they're going to give you a very answer, like an answer. That answer is not going to resonate with the Midwest. Totally, totally. I, I, you know what though? You would have made the best bachelor. You look like a bachelor. Like you. No, are I used a- to look like a bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> No, I look like someone who works at home in tech. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so you used to look like a bachelor. Like you have the hair, you have like the look, like the white guy, tall, good hair, good job. You're the right age. You know what though? When I watch The Bachelor now, and I see that everyone on the show that's like, like trying to get married and engaged is like 23 years old, oh my I'm god. like, but what do you mean, bitch? What do you mean? That's not gonna go away anytime soon. I know, I know, but I feel old though. Looking at all those girls now, I feel like I growing know. up, I was like. That's so fun. Like, they're just ready for love. And now I watch it, I'm like, you're delusional. Dumb bitch <laughs> Dumb bitch You're getting paid $100 an episode, and you have signed your rights away for everything you say for the next 20 years. Forever, forever, yeah. yeah. But I will Like, forever. Warner Brothers and Fremantle own you. Right. You know what, though? Not going to stop me from watching every single season ever, though. Absolutely not. I love it. No, I can't. That is, take that back. Take that back. You will not. You never watch The Bachelor with me. No, I'm not watching The Bachelor with you. No, I know. Oh, God. Okay, so I heard this really fun rumor that is for sure I can't believe absolutely you're not true. But go on. No, but it was I just like was screaming. I was cackling at this. And it's it's let me just preface this by saying that like this is one hundred percent false, but the idea of it I think is very funny and I need to repeat it because it's so funny. And this is absolutely the opposite of what you should do anytime you hear a rumor that is that is uh not not maybe in the most positive light towards the person. Yeah, do what I say, not what I do. Okay. Right. Do what I say, not what I do. Don't spread rumors. Rumors are bad. But this is not even if that's, you know what? This is so fake. We'll just call it a fake narrative. So I heard from a whole like skew of people that are probably not even related to Jason Derulo or his ex-girlfriend, whoever that may be. a skew or a slew? Oh, fuck. I meant slew. Yikes. Has one babe rosé, forgets all English. Um. So anyway, again. This rumor is false. It's so false that we shouldn't even call it a rumor because there's probably no truth through it. But I did hear <laughs> that when Jason Derulo orgasms, he sings out his name um, in Jason Derulo, exactly how you did it beforehand, but better. And that idea is so funny to me. I don't know why. I just think that is like, that like okay. like th- Here's the deal. Next time we have sex and I come, I'm singing Jason Derulo. <laughs> No, I don't know if I like that. No, I super hate that. I You'll never have to. Oh my God. That was so good. No, was, no, 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 no. no. There's just no world where that's, that's. Is that okay? No, that's not okay. Could I make my own tag and sing that? No, that's even worse. Why? Actually, is that worse than singing someone else's name? No, I it's don't worse. Know. Yeah, is it? Well, I think You it's went worse. to create a tag and then in the middle of sex decided to sing it? Yeah, that's worse. Oh, I it's hate it. not funny. That's I, weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Anyways, that, that rumor was so funny to me that like I, I, I needed to tell, tell someone else. What's funny is the fact that like, Jason Derulo has become a bigger star now on TikTok. And I don't even like watch TikTok. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not like a consumer of the TikTok. I, 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 I feel like I know what's going on TikTok because you constantly are on the app. Yes. But like otherwise I would not know what's going on with TikTok. But I would still know that Jason Derulo is becoming a star more than ever because he's a TikTok A-lister. King, yeah. I mean, he hangs out with all the cool TikTokers too, right. which is so interesting Like that like – it's, it's worlds colliding, truly. And, like, Jason Derulo, like, very cool, very successful, obviously has done incredible things with his got career. Bangers. If you got go to, bangers. If you go to Jason Total Derulo's bangers. show, one, 
He can dance. Totally. He can sing. Yep. He's got stage presence. Yep. He is ripped up like fucking Rambo. Yep. He's got Cute. more abs yep. than the average band. That's for damn sure. For sure. And all he does is just like one song to the next to the next. And you go, oh, I guess I'm like a whatever. Like Jason Drew. Like, I know him. You leave and you can't get any of those fucking songs out of your oh, head. Oh, I mean, he makes They're bops. Bangers. Yeah, no, no, no. He bangers makes bops only. for sure. Bangers only. Bangers only. But yeah, he he's massive on TikTok. And I think it's so interesting to see uh, just like traditional celebrities or singers like Lil Yachty on TikTok is so funny. He is genuinely so hilarious. And like. Like you have to be creative to pop off on TikTok for oh my God. sure. Or a good dancer. Right, or even an average dancer. Or even an average dancer. With gray sweatpant ween. With gray sweatpant ween. <laughs> I'm sorry, one more time? No, 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 that was a one-time thing. Okay. Anyways, yeah, no, it, it's TikTok is truly, like, okay, like, let's let's touch on the ban real quick, because not to be dramatic, but I will die if TikTok goes away. Like, I will genuinely have to move back to Canada so that I have, will have access to TikTok, because I will die. Okay, that seems a bit hyperbolic. But no, I will die. I will die. Okay. I will die. Do you think they're going to ban TikTok? No, I don't think so. I think, they, I think there's no way. I think um, our boy Donnie, mm-hmm. Mr. D, the big D, Donald, Mr. Don, <laughs> um, I think he's a little salty about it. I just feel like, you know, there's got to be some kind of salt salt involved for this to be so high on his priority list right now. And, like, I get it. China, like, scary. Like, all the data stuff. But, like, we've been sold our data. You know, it's like when everyone did, like, the whole face shifting thing to, like, be old or to be a different gender. That was to Russia, but okay. Like, yeah, okay, that was to Russia. But it's like, we've been sold our data. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think we're going to look back at 20 years and be like, I can't believe we just, like, let this thing that knows everything about us. Right. Like, God knows, if you look in half the people in this world's notes, you have their social security number. I'm and not going to not say that all my passwords are saved in a notepad. I know. We're working on that. But like, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, like, TikTok's not worse than any of the other big tech. Ugh, literally. And, yeah, so I don't think it's going anywhere. I think Donnie's a little salty about the whole, like, they really upped the numbers for that one rally. A little salty about it. I think it's fine. Um, I think it's personal for him, honestly. I think it's personal. Whether it is or isn't, like, who fucking knows? And no one has control over that shit. At the end of the day, I think the stars on TikTok totally. like, will be fine. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for people that are just getting started. Yeah. Oh my God. No, as a creator, I see so many TikTokers who are so creative and so incredible and make amazing content on TikTok and they've got millions of fans. But when you go over to their Instagram or their YouTube, they've had millions of fans for two weeks. Right, right, right. Right. Uh, On TikTok. And so it hasn't translated over to their other platforms yet. So if TikTok were to disappear tomorrow, they potentially just missed out on such an incredible career. And like, hopefully they would be able to recreate themselves on whatever comes next. If TikTok really does go somewhere, which again, I don't think it's going anywhere, but I just feel so bad that they've like built up this audience and this community. And I will say that TikTok in like all of my years of social media and like being on different platforms, TikTok really has created communities that are totally unmatched. Like YouTube, of course has like niches for every single genre ever and interest ever. But like, TikTok, their algorithm is so interesting in the way that they serve up content. And also, like, where else can you go to watch wombats, prison TikTok, and prison tours, and prisoners doing dances in their jail cells, while also getting style inspo, dog videos, and gray sweatpant ween? Like, where else can I get that in the span of 60 seconds? I don't know, (laughs) but I think that's a great note to end on. (laughs) And then on that note, um, I love how it's just come full circle back to Grace Sweatpant Ween. I mean, to to be fair, that's what it all started with. Yeah. It's, and it's what it's going to end with. It's it's what it's going to end with. I mean, that's it's me. It's me. <laughs> Craft, girl, 
fucks. Craft girl fucks. It's a moral of the story, babe. Yo, I'm excited for next episode. Me too. Me too. Me too. I'm excited for sure. What if no one likes this podcast? Then I'm. I'll be really sad. No, I like, mean, the can fun you guys like is... hit the like button? Like, we need to hit that <laughs> in the beginning, otherwise it'll just die. And I mean, be you it. saying this at the end of the podcast is not very helpful because, like, no, because re- I'm talking to the real. Like, yeah, true, 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 you're true, true, a real true. one if you lasted yeah. this long. Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. If you yeah. made it this far, it's like you a real one for sure. Um, okay, so on that note, on Grace Sweatpant Ween, um, leave us a comment, like, subscribe, follow so you don't miss the next episode. We have a Wild Till Nine Instagram. It's Wild Till Nine with a nine, mm. the number, and not phonetically spelled out. Um, and I think that's all the self promo I have for the end of this podcast. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Jason Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home. And then there's a version of it where you have someone help you. You watch them do it the right way. And you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.